Fishing with Mitch Peterson, Josh Sheldon, and Brad Qualley, leading you to the next level. Hey everybody, welcome back to All Eyes on Fishing. Tonight we are going to be talking about uh, cover. I mean, we've talked about different like transitions and things like that with like timber and rocks and stuff, but we want to talk early cover. What does that mean um, for your lake? Um, where we're going to start focusing on fish after the spawn and where they are in cover. Well, and the transition to cover too. Springtime cover from, you know, where they come when they're coming out of the rivers, where they hold up first, and then where they go from there is all pretty important, especially in these next, you know, three weeks are are just huge between uh, that kind of post-spawn, where they can be found into... um, you know, that summer pattern. Early, early summer pattern. Early summer mm-hmm. pattern that's going to lead all the way probably through, you know, a half of July or further. You know, I mean, that that pattern will really go all the way until yeah. they kind of, you know, either shut down or, or slow down around that August time where it gets pretty hot. But don't be, you know, don't be fooled. They're still feeding all through August, too. You're yeah, still going to catch them all in those areas. Don't be fooled. August. Well, you know, <laughs> the old, the old. I was fooled once. I was yeah. like, no, they're just not eating. Yeah. <laughs> what was it that they said? Remember when you were a kid, you were telling me that they I, lost I, their teeth or yeah. something? <laughs> they turned All Minnesotans mouth. believe. <laughs> no. Back in the day, old wives tell that they lost their teeth yeah. every summer. Yeah. No, they and didn't. that's why they quit biting. You can't catch them. So yeah, is, that, is, that, yeah. is that when the elk turn? I mean, is that when the deer turn into elk? Yeah. <laughs> you guys heard Bunny that, rabbits. Right? In the fall, that's when the, the deer turn into elk and get their big antlers. I was like, what? <laughs> no, I never heard that. Really? Oh, yeah. No. That's a, that's a. Pretty... That's something down in Pueblo. No, that's not Pueblo. That sounds like Pueblo. You hear that all the time, up, you Pueblo, know, because they would. You get those groups of people that would come from all over the country, well, all over the world, really, up to Estes Park to watch the big elk bugle, you know, and you would hear all kinds of goofy stuff around town. So when you know you're in town, you hear people say all kinds of stuff, and that would be one of the more popular ones. Elk. When do the we deer turn into deer? Yes. That, that's the dumbest that shit is, I've ever I heard. know, and you're sitting there laughing to yourself, thinking, "Oh my god, like where is this person from?" I think right? you're that's making as, this up. That's no, as I swear stupid to you. as walleye lose her teeth in the summer. I know, right? Yeah. Who, oh, jeez. <laughs> the audacity. Good to me. No, I'm telling you, I you used to hear it all the time. I'd be like, "What are they talking about?" You know, I, I couldn't even only imagine. So then, do elk turn into moose because they're about twice? As that's big more as in October. Yeah, yeah, it's October. That's yeah. a November thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, it's pretty funny. But uh, no, I think it's it's a good one for us to talk about and. It's exciting time for fishing. It, this is the best time for fishing. It's, you yeah. know, now through, I would say, July 15th is about my favorite time to fish. You know, this totally. is this is when just about anybody can go out and catch fish. I mean, you can really catch fish about, you know, 50 different ways if, if you wanted to. Well, I know the guys up in Minnesota with it just opened, and they're excited. So this oh, is yeah. their pattern, right? I mean, you being from there. What, eh. Or is it still cold enough yeah, water that they're still a little post-spawn? Or yeah, no? they're a little post-spawn. I mean, at least my experience is fishing opener, which is usually going out at midnight. Really? Launching the oh, boat yeah. after yeah. about... You know, a few dozen beers. <laughs> not Let's that, go. Not that we're advocating for boating. It's cold, and windy, drinking. raining. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm glad we made it through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have an interesting 
perspective, you know, we've already had two tournaments here in Colorado. The first one uh, are the tournaments that we host for the Colorado Walleye Trail. And our first one, it snowed on us. I mean, it was cold. It Mm -hmm. was brutal. Still caught a ton of fish. I mean, Mm -hmm. the teams went out there and just killed it, right? So the last one we just had last weekend was more of a stable weather pattern by, you know, now we're getting kind of rain showers and stuff like that. But knock on wood, the snow hasn't come, although it might tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we got to see that transition where... I mean, pre-fish guys were like, this is the worst lake we've ever fished. You know, and it's a lake that it has a lot of small walleyes. It has a lot of big ones, too, but they seem to be less and less over the years. And, um, you know, they were really struggling to catch good fish. But when you know, you know, came, so, but here's the thing that's different. So, mm-hmm. so two weeks ago, guys were catching them in your traditional basin-type trolling crankbaits lead core coming off of the spawning grounds into basin fishing and that's how they caught them well now we're two weeks later different lake but they're only separated by like what 10 miles maybe yeah so a lot of the same weather pattern well a lot of those anglers i went out i went out a few days before when i took my son but and i did the same thing a lot of those anglers kept that same transition to that basin fishing right and we did. Mm, we didn't do too well because yep. yep. those fish at this lake, two weeks later, with the water temperature just just going up another five six degrees, ended up now they're moving into what we're talking about. Guys started figuring it out towards the middle to end of day one, yep. and on day two yep. that we ended up going more live bait, more starting them push up mm-hmm. into the shallow kind of transition. Yeah, they, yes, were, they were transition. They weren't they were starting to work. That. Weren't in the twenty five foot of water or thirty foot of water. They were more up towards the seventeen. Yes, and the, uh, they 12 saw them sliding and, them, sliding up. And, yeah, and, but they weren't in the you know less than ten water yet. Right. You know, no, that's no, that's coming up here in, yep. a, in a couple more weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think uh, that those fish are going up. Uh, maybe more at night uh, and stuff like that. You know, casting a lot stick of those baits fish do go up at night. Jerk baits, and, yeah, and, and feed some of the. Yeah, you know, they just do. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but I think for the most part, a lot of guys found their fish anywhere between that twenty to ten. You know, maybe in that ten foot range, anywhere in that ten foot. We range. heard we heard between thirteen and seventeen a lot. Yeah, a lot. A and, lot. and and they were in the but the the patterns were very interesting, and I thought this was interesting. Some still caught them on crankbaits with lead core, right? They were still getting it down towards the bottom and, and fishing, but it was more on the break edges, right? Mm-hmm. They're fishing on the edge of a hump or whatever. But we saw guys catching them with slip bobbers around the edges of humps. Mm-hmm. We saw guys catching them on... Dragging jigs really dragging slow. Dragging jigs real slow. We saw them catching them on bottom bouncers, light bottom bouncers with long leaders and a single hook and a leech. Just yep. that live bait kind of and fluttering going back at there about slowly three, just yeah. barely moving as they slowly mm-hmm. moved. You know, wham, and that's they would that's exactly it. what we're talking about the transition because that's when when we start looking for more of that live bait transition. Yep, right. It's early. It's right now here in Colorado when that water temperature's up around that high fifties. Yeah, it's so probably whatever about that 50, looks like in your area. Anywhere between fifty was it fifty six to fifty nine? Yeah, right mm-hmm. there. I think you know we had that the first day was really warm. First day of fishing was in the eighties. I think it was eighty one. So the water probably crept up over sixty a little, but not much. Surface temp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and, and it was interesting too to hear how the bite was. It was uh, a lot of times they said the rod would just load up. It wasn't aggressive. It wasn't a bouncing bite. You know, all of a sudden Mouth the rod, yeah, the rod would just bend just over, thick. and they knew it was a fish, whether it be crankbaits or. Um, you know, fishing any something on a bottom bouncer, the rod would just bend over, so you knew you had something on there, and uh, you know, and it was a fish. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, and we didn't see a lot of um big fish. So, you know, and and when you have a tournament like that, it 
uh, makes you start to think about the whole, um, the, the big girls are, are kind of laying low, right? Recuperating mm-hmm. from the spawn, even though we know that's not true. They're out there feeding like everything else. But our two biggest fish were, I think, I don't know if for sure. but One I, was five I, and one was six. Right. But they could have been big males, right? Mm-hmm. They very easily could have been big males. I don't know if they were. I, I don't pay know. attention, but they could have been. Mm-hmm. And so, but I would say the vast majority, if, you know, of all the fish that we saw um, weighed were males. Mm-hmm. And in that anywhere between 15 to 18 inch range, you know, mm-hmm. with a few going over towards 19. So those are the more aggressive fish, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the males. They're done spawning. They're out and they're ripping it up. While the females are kind of, uh, at least during the day, I think maybe they could be feeding at night and who knows? It easy, but I, to that lake, I'm I'm sold on the fact that the bigger fish, so you're you're eight to. 13 pound yeah. <laughs> Wallace. They're nocturnal. They're like, they're like big bucks where they just, they've been around long enough. They know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they know they don't have to, you know, right. make mistakes. They can, they can use all their advantages. And at night is one of them out there, I think. Yeah. And it could yeah. be. It's, so they use, they're using the cover of night. Yes. Yeah. yes. Instead of the sure. cover, instead of cover, cover. Seriously. No, that's what I want guys to think about is cover doesn't just mean a tree laying there. Right. It's right. whatever. That situation brings. So the bigger fish, you can catch a lot of that 15 to 18 inch fish during the day, right? But if you want to go bigger fish, especially on that lake, we're talking, they use the cover of night, especially in that transitions again into August when you start pulling up cranks over, over, uh, you know, like stick baits over deep water. Yeah. They're using the cover of night to silhouette those stick baits. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And then that transitions into the fall bite, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I I think it's, it's interesting though, because it, again, it just, it makes you start to, you, you, you can, we definitely started to see a pattern, you know, and since we do that photograph video release format, we got to see all the fish mm-hmm. and, you know, it wasn't, uh, and so it was very interesting to see what they were, um, the pattern they started to come up with. And you could tell that, uh, one of the patterns was the edge of a roadbed. We saw day two, the majority mm-hmm. of the boats went towards this roadbed where it was a steep drop. And they were fishing that drop. And they were either on top of it towards the shallower part or on the edge of it towards the deeper part. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was it was kind of cool. And then, and then you had the ones. And, and I personally thought, we talked about it and kind of laughed, but I thought slip bobbers around some of these humps would be really good. Where you were marking these fish on these edges and drop that slip bobber in there if they were just mouth and things. And we had teams do that and do pretty well. So mm-hmm. um, One thing that was funny, though, is we saw the wind p- pick up and we were driving the lake just doing our thing you know not actually fishing at that time and we saw the wind pick up blowing in from the east which is a little odd but it created a west mud line yes and i was like oh boy it's a little early for those fish to really concentrate shallow but that was a perfect mud line we saw it yeah and a few boats slipped up there didn't do well so uh, they didn't get them there, but they're thinking the right thing. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, and again, cover when, mud line. Yeah, but when you but when you see this water temperature in that lower to mid 60s, that mud line, oh yeah, money. Yeah. It was yeah. you, you could like a draw a line with a paintbrush. Oh, like it was there. perfect. It well, and then all the boat traffic too. I mean, Saturday sure. was a very busy boat traffic. Lots of big waves from those god awful wake boats. But I was yeah. glad to see tra- teams trying that because. It's any time, and it could have turned well, on they, that day. They fished know. that edge. They didn't go up in the mud line, some of them, but they fished the edge, and they were catching fish right on the edge. Not because maybe of the mud line itself, but that's just that mud line happened to stop where that edge of that roadbed was. Where the depth was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that right depth met with the mud line, and off they went. And so, um, but, you know, they were getting beat up 
out there pretty bad with the the waves and the you know the pleasure boats but um it was kind of crazy i mean it, it was just interesting to see this time of year because that's a lake that you know right now well i mean even now right a week later or or in a week go out and catch 100 fish i know yeah. easy well, I tell you what, it, not to sit here and talk about like our format and stuff with the mm -hmm. CWT, but it, it, it made me really think about our format being able, since the fish are not in our possession, we can weigh fish under our, our minimum size of 18 inches on that lake, um, you know, all the way down to 14 inches, which is, that's when the conversion scale starts. Well, I got to thinking about it and, and we mentioned something during the tournament, but typically in the past, you know, they've got to be legal fish to be able to right. put them in your live well and bring them in to get weighed. Well, you know, people are going through fish. Say you catch 20 eyes in a day. Um, yep, you lucked out. You got one that was 18 and a half. So you come no, in with one fish. Yeah, you come in with one fish, 20 other boats. They caught 30, but none of them were keepers. Mm -hmm. So they come in and they blanked. They zero. So does that, does that mean you're the better angler in that tournament situation? Because, you know, you lucked out and had the right size fish that you could put in your box. Right. Um, it, long story short, that's why another benefit of our format is it, it brings all the decision making in it, it, you know, keeping the right fish, you know, logging the right fish right. where it opens it way up to where, oh yeah, that the people that won that tournament, the top teams, well, yeah, they, well, they figured out how to catch fish during that transition yes. time. And even though they weren't legal to take home and eat, they, they qualified for the tournament. Right. Yep. And it, it was still cool to see them figure out a pattern because uh, guys went out there days before and they fished for eight, nine hours fishing that traditional basin. Not they have zero. No. I didn't catch a fish all day. So for them to see themselves, see all those teams work through that and start figuring out, okay, now it's transition. We're going to transition mm -hmm. to this. And they found those fish, found the active ones. Now they weren't all big giants, but they figured out a way to catch fish. So if you're out on the water, that's what a lot of folks want to do. I mean, we always want to catch the big fish, but we also want to just catch fish. Right. Figure right. out, because that's going to translate into bigger fish later when you mm -hmm. just figure out a pattern on how to catch them. What are they doing now? That's why it's so important right. to think about this. Even though they weren't the biggest fish, that 15 to 18 is not great big fish, good eaters, not there, but they're good, they're good sized fish. But you, you've, they've taken it to that next step of figuring out, okay, what do we need to do this time of year? Even to start catching them, putting them in the boat. Yeah. Because a couple yeah. teams end up with a five and a six pounder that were mixed right in with the 16 inchers, right? Right. So yeah. there's yeah. fish there. Right. It's just what to get them to go. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, I mean, since we don't have, this lake does have a little bit of a traditional river that comes into it. And, but a lot of our reservoirs don't. But this time of year with the traditional river systems coming out, like Brad, you are fixing, fishing the Fox River and stuff like that. As those fish are pouring out by the, you know, the Detroit River by the thousands into the, into the lakes, right? I mean, just every day there's just more fish coming down, pouring out into it. Um, you know, those fish are starting to hang up on major structure as they yes. come out of those rivers. Like they are, I mean, and it's not. Major structure is, is a break. Yep. Right. Any break, deeper a big, water. big point, big rock point, an yep. island. Um, humps. Humps. Anything that is going to hold any type of forage as they come out of the river, that's, you know, and, and anything that creates a current break or anything, that is going to be where these fish are starting. Mm -hmm. and, and that's going to be where where everybody needs to start, right? You come out of the river, and as you come out of the river, you branch off uh, whichever direction, depending on the wind, and you start looking for those 
those major structures. Um, so, you know, when we were uh, fishing Escanaba, they were on humps. If you found a hump, it didn't, you know, some sort of hump, casting to a hump with uh, rip and wraps were, were the big thing. And, um, or if you're, they come out and they hit a, a shoal or a break or some sort of, um, you know, uh, underwater obstruction of any kind, who knows what it is, right? It could even be something that was sunk. Um, those fish are going to start to stack up there because the bait is stacking up there. So all the little fish, the perch, the sheephead, the, you know, the suckers, everything that's coming out of that, that river system is starting to, to hit those major. Now we don't have places. major rivers, but we have like inlets. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they're, yeah. they're rivers, but they're 20 feet yeah. wide. They're not, not like the Fox River. No, no, it's not the same. No, not the same. But I mean, Pueblo with the Arkansas right? is fairly good size and has quite a bit of water that can come in and you can. Yes. You know, you can get river fish. But uh, we're talking, so guys that don't have those kind of systems, think about where your inlet is. Right. Right. And you're thinking about that war, that water coming into the lake, warm or cold water, that's going to create a transition of water temperature yep. somewhere in that lake. Either it's either going to be warming it up or cooling it down, depends on what your runoff is. Yeah. And that is where those fish are going to start staging up. After they're done with the spawn, looking for those types of breaks yep. or those, like all the things that you mentioned. Well, it's, and it's pretty interesting. Well, and it's at that time, the reason they're staying there is because, like you said, Junior, the bait fish is there. Right. You know, and they haven't moved shallow yet because the weeds haven't emerged enough, probably, to they're make them feel bait comfortable. Fish and all the ambush yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, and that that's going to come here in yep. a few more weeks. And it doesn't mean they're not there at all. I mean, Brad was a great example, right? You fished in the Fox River. You fished much shallower than a lot of the teams and did pretty well. Way shallower. Yeah. Because I, there's still fish. You got resident fish that are going to push up early, that are going to hang out. There, sure. Right? Well, and you're yeah. going to have the, the perch that push up in there, right? I mean, in the, you're gonna have you know, some, whatever bait fish well, is in the I, shad, outwives, whatever. Your situation, I think they're cycling in and out. Yeah. Yes. They're going up to hunt, then they're going back yep. to chill. Yep. And we're here in a few weeks when they truly do seem to move more shallow in the, in real heavy cover. Oh, yeah, they're hanging out there all day long because they can day. hide, eat, chill yep. in the shade, whatever they want, you know, yep. whatever they want, whatever they want. Yeah. Well, your temperature range gets better, right? It becomes more optimal for them as the temperature and, and the Midwest lakes are going to be behind us, right? They're going to be probably still in the 40s at least, right? I mean, who knows? The weather's been kind of rough too. So they're going to be in low to mid 40s and, and they're starting to come up towards the 50s or maybe in the 50s as to where we're starting to get over that 60 to 65 where the fish really start to kick on. What, what, you know what? When they hit that, you know, we always like it. Once it hits 60, it's live bait time because you know that you can catch them cranks, live bait. You have a ton more right. options. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So that's where we were at with this last weekend. Like you said, it was right about that 59. You are right at the magic yep. hour, you know, and guys started. Mm -hmm figuring that out they're like yep. okay we're we're close to that sure. we're gonna start trying it and and some of them started to pop it was starting to go good for them it was yep. good to see yeah mm -hmm. yeah and 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 that's where we get to that point uh in the year where now you're you're starting to get those weed edges that are going to start to form start you're going to get those uh well, hell last week when we were casting up there we caught some weeds. yeah we caught weeds that were probably six inches well we had a lot of weeds floating already yeah. that people had torn up which was a trip which was i've crazy. never seen that before six yeah. to ten inch weeds is what they were kind of yeah. you know and especially because we've had a cool cool mm -hmm. spring i mean mm -hmm. it's like today it was like 41 and i swear it was gonna snow you know what's well, gonna tonight yeah it's supposed to tonight so i mean it, it's it's interesting because we have had a cool spring but it goes to show that you know these systems are not 
as temperature dependent as we think they are more sun and duration of sun dependent mm -hmm. uh, because those weeds are coming up and everything and it's not that warm well mm -hmm. since mitch is in the tree industry i always kind of start looking for weeds when i start seeing the trees bl blossoming mm -hmm. yeah when they're starting to yeah. bud out because I've noticed that, or I've just paid attention to it, that now I'm going to start getting weeds here because the trees are going. Right. So if there's mm -hmm. enough for a tree to grow, yep. you're right. going to start seeing them in the water, too. Yep. You know? yep. Well, and I mean, I guess that's where we're, we're kind of headed with this, and we're going to uh, continue this conversation on the next level, where we're going to talk about, you know, moving up from, from those, those first structures when they come out of the river up into those shallows and fishing the shallows, fishing the brush. Yes. And what we fish and what the temperatures are and how long those fish stay in there. Because you would be amazed at where you would find walleyes uh, mixed in with muskies and northerns and all those, you know, Everything. typical, you know, largemouth, smallmouth, all those typical weedy fish that you think of. Those walleyes are right in there with them competing. Oh, I tell you, when I put my walleye fishing hat on which mm -hmm. pretty much stays on all the time uh, up until like three four years ago i i've never even looked at some of these areas now that's all i want to look that's at like oh let's go over there let's go over there because you know, know the concentration so, of fish and usually yeah. it's good fish it's, it's good. big it's ambush fish, fish. They're, yep. they're those and they're fish, active those fish are looking for something to make a mistake yes for them to make a mistake thinking yes. we're a bait fish yep. or we're whatever. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. So awesome. we're going to continue with this conversation over at the next level. If you guys haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Go to AEOF. Uh, what is it? AEOF at dot supercast or at supercast.tech. Yes, yes, that's it. Sorry, that's I haven't it. said that in a while. We Say it one more time. We're a little bit behind on our, our podcast. It's AEOF at supercast supercast.tech yes perfect that's Thanks exactly yeah. right yeah, yeah. and and uh go over and uh, we uh as part of the new uh company that we use for our subscription we gave you guys access to all of our prior uh podcasts so all of the next levels and all of the shorts which what are we up to now a couple hundred no it's yeah like 130 or what is it 130 let's yeah. click in there it's getting Feels up there like yeah it does um <laughs> so anyways we gave you access to all those so um so it's a double bonus of not only the next level but you get a ton more of these original ones where it's all still good stuff we don't sound as good because we don't didn't have all the fancy uh sound well, stuff we're cool now but now we're cool. <laughs> Super tech cool. Super tech. So uh, go ahead and, and uh, go over to uh, AEOF at supercast.tech and subscribe. And uh, we're going to go ahead and continue talking about um, uh, going and looking for those spring fish and heavier cover. Thanks. This has been All Eyes on Fishing. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to The Next Level. You can hear longer podcasts and more information on all of your favorite topics. And check us out at alleyesonfishing.com for apparel, blogs, and other information. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All Eyes on Fishing, leading you to the next level.